0: Indeed.
1: the Popo
0: Republic. This
2: is the Popo Report. For Yo, Chicago, Popo Report here, Saturday night, WLS 890 AM. I'm with Lupe Aguirre. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? How we doing? doing we made great. it through Thanksgiving. Doing great. One, one down, two to go. That's right? right. We got a couple more to go, but we're through Thanksgiving. Nobody got shibbed at the dining room table. How about your house?
1: Uh,
2: well, a couple slabs here and there, but okay.
1: uh, all in all. I think everybody
2: fared really, really well. And it wasn't that violent of a holiday weekend. I think maybe seven murdered and 16 shots. It's not but, too bad, yeah. But not at the table. <laughs> Just your normal street stuff. Yeah. I'll take that any weekend, right? Any holiday weekend? That, that's not a bad holiday weekend yeah. in the big city. So, big what are we doing today? Who are we a, talking about? We We're talking about on. the
1: popo right out of the box? We've got a lot going on. we got some popo on trial. Oh, local popo. Oh, that's never
2: good. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, good. it's a big week. It's a
2: heart-wrenching week for uh, the Popo and their family. Well, the Popo, there's three of them on trial down at 26th Street, which uh, they don't like. But I'll tell you what, it's better than being on trial in the Dirksen building because they, uh, they got a really bad one-loss record down there. They got a really good shot of walking on this one, though. Bench trial? Bench trial is always a good thing for the Popo. Yeah. Who's, who's our judge on this bench trial? She, friendly, she friendly to the Popo or anti-Popo? Judge uh, Judge
1: Dominica Stevenson. She's uh, got a reputation to be really, really good to the popo. She prosecutors usually are Cook County prosecutors. She loves
2: the popo. She's a former Cook County state's attorney. Yeah, worked worked a lot of big time cases. Prosecuted. Yeah, she's spot. She's uh, She's
1: actually one of the uh, one of the parties. You know, uh, uh, in the spotlight. And she's
2: in the spotlight this week. A graduate from uh, John Marshall. The, the best law
1: school in Chicago, she, I'd say. She actually ran for judge a couple times in 2000, and I believe 2002. And then she, she got appointed.
2: Well, imagine that a state's attorney get an appointment for yeah, the bench well, in, in Cook County.
1: Yeah.
2: It's about 80% of them down there are former state's attorneys. Mm-hmm. And she's running the trial. Uh, unlike the, uh, the infamous Jason Van Dyke who took a jury and got smoked, uh, these guys are going bench think they learned a lesson in the van dyke trial
1: uh i I think so i think so they they they, this is uh it's always it's always it's it's always a favorable forum for police officers that's right uh you you take your chances with the jury because uh you never know who's
2: uh Uh, you know it might be not like the popo on the jury right exactly but we know judge uh dominica she likes the popo and more importantly though who used to be her trial partner in the state's attorney's office? Oh, he's, he's defending one of the Popo, right? Jim McKay. Yeah, he, that's he, right. He's the bomb thrower defense lawyer in this one.
1: He actually worked a few cases with her, some actually high profile cases. A lot,
2: they spent a lot of, a lot time, of time together, together right? And, and, you know, in the state's attorney's office, uh, famously called my former rat partner, people you try cases with, and you work with 16, 17, 18 hours a day while you're on trial. I got a feeling Judge Dominica is not going to say guilty to Jim McKay, not under any circumstances. Oh,
1: well, I I wouldn't, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're going to be at a cocktail party and, I, and talk about the guilty for that she just dropped. I on think him. she's going to just tell him, you know what? Let the cards fall where they may. Yeah. Well, she she's the one. I tell, hope so. She's the one that's going to say where those cards fall, eh. and they're going to fall on not guilty is where my money is. Oh, let me ask you before we get, before you get into the trial. Uh,
1: Tragic. I mean, she 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 was a, considered a floater for like ten years, right? You know, she didn't have her courtroom. Uh, but tragically, last year she got appointed to her courtroom. She got a courtroom, right? A permanent courtroom right. because a fellow judge, I
2: believe his name was uh, Judge uh, Judge Miles, if I remember
1: correctly. Yeah, Raymond Miles.
2: Right. He lived over in on the far south side in Pill Hill area. Right. He his girlfriend at the time was targeted by two. By two guys, they were going to rob her
1: right. outside outside his house. right They they did rob her and they shot her in the leg, and then this poor bastard comes out and uh... he gets shot five times and he dies.
2: He was a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy and he did the right thing. Heroic stuff. Girlfriend's getting hammered. He runs out the door and they smoke. Heroic stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but you know, unless my wife, mother's girlfriend. Now listen, unless it's my wife. <laughs> the mother of my kids, and I'm still married to her, if she's getting ru- if she's getting, ru- I'm just going to hang back and uh, well, let this thing play out. Because chances, sure are she- let- chances are, here, when a robbery, you're not... The, the, if, if, if the victim is uh, generally a, uh, a female, they're not going to get killed. They're just probably going to get wounded. But if you come out, you know, guns ablazing, blazing or, you know, trying to be the hero... Look what happened to this guy. Well, it ended badly. What? Well, me ask end you end badly. Though, what if
2: it's an ex-wife out there getting mugged uh, while she's you know maybe dropping s- some money off to you for your alimony? I'm gonna let it play out. I'm gonna <laughs> let it, I'm gonna let it play itself out. Okay, <laughs> it might be the end of the alimony, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, you might want to <laughs> save <laughs> that paycheck. At
1: least I'll be alive, right? Yes,
2: there'll be no more alimony, though. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's a little background on Judge Stevenson, and and she's got a heater case, right? Yeah. Right out of the box, almost. This is
1: going to make her career. What do you think? um, It's going to be one in one, well, a major case in her career.
2: It's a big case. Big case. This is a big deal. Uh, Three Chicago police officers, and not not kids, they're all veterans, been around a long time. And and I'm going to make an editorial comment. I have a problem with this prosecution. You might find that hard to believe. But you know why? You want to know why? Please tell me why. I'm I'm going to tell you why. Because it always rolls downhill on these guys. All right? As far as I'm concerned, they're doing what police do all the time. How come the people who hid this thing from the public for sixteen, seventeen months? How come they're not on trial? Exactly. Uh, you know who concealed this thing from everybody. Right. It wasn't these three guys. But what what always happens to the popo is the guys at the bottom. The whole thing comes down on top of that. Crap always rolls downhill. It's, it's BS, and whether or not they're guilty of what they've done. There's there's people far more senior and far more responsible for what happened here tonight. Yeah, who kept who kept the tape, uh,
1: you know, under wraps for such a long Listen, time? Who, whose decision was that to make? Was it a superintendent? It, was it a
2: was it a mayor? Well, uh, mayor. So, how about the state's attorney? The former state's attorney Anita Alvarez. Yeah, uh, there you know, go. it takes eighteen months to investigate the shooting that's on videotape. We can't release anything. It's such nonsense. And these three guys are looking at losing their pensions, losing their jobs. One's already quit, resigned. But at least he'll get his pension, right? but if he gets convicted of a felony I I'm, I'm telling you, this judge is not going to find these guys guilty she's not going to find McKay's client guilty and it's uh and and I'm not sure they should be found guilty Did they write a false police report there's some statements in there that are, that are absolutely not true but listen there's But if, what if it's a
1: willful cover up I mean it's 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's a you know you,
2: it's a it's a big betrayal of the public trust if well, it's a willful c- cover up we're going we're going to have to come back and visit this in the next segment because we're running out of time and uh, we got to get to our commercials and weather and traffic and all those other fun things loop we got a lot going on today we got a lot of a lot of more popo stories uh locally and nationally across the
1: pond and uh you know, Northern Florida in the UK. Got a lot.
2: We're in Florida again? We
1: got we got a lot of Florida stories coming up. So yeah, it's a jam-packed show, guys. You've been listening to the Popo report on WLS AM eight ninety. We'll see you in a few. Step four. Out of
2: the
0: bone.
2: <coughs> Popo report back, Chicago, Saturday night. I know you don't have anything better to do than listen to us too. we We're gonna get you through the evening, at least from seven to nine PM. And, hey, listen, the night doesn't start till what, Ten thirty, eleven o'clock anyways? Hey, yeah, listen, yeah, 10 o'clock. You're yeah, getting yeah. ready. You're going yeah. to the liquor store, getting some pop, right, some ice, putting on your makeup maybe, listening to a little WLSAM 890. A little pre-party in the, you know, in the house before you head out. Getting in the mood? Yeah. Well, when we left, we were talking about the Popo, the Chicago Popo. Three guys are on trial. We're on trial this week for uh, covering up in the Van Dyke case. And... Man, this is this is a big case. It's kind of compared to Van Dyke. It's not getting the coverage, right? I mean, it's front page every day. Uh, a lot of big players involved. Very unprecedented. Yes, but the code of the the, yeah, the code of silence code of is silence. on trial. Yes, that's right. And, and for those,
1: of, yeah, for those of you don't know, a code of silence. I mean, generally, it's basically you know keep your mouth shut to the general person. Just keep your mouth shut. You know, don't say anything. But there's also a code of silence in law enforcement, which is. You know, this is a similar thing. It's sort of um, you know, uh uh um let's see, uh keep that keep
2: that camaraderie, keep that solidarity between police officers. Never, never narc out your partner. Yeah. Or a fellow officer. Right? And this has been in the police department always denied code of silence, the blue wall, right? Not doesn't happen, of course.
1: If, if it's in the movies, if it's on TV yeah, shows, yeah, you know, yeah, it's you know, no. it's for
2: real. Some civil juries have disagreed to the tune of seventeen, eighteen, twenty million dollars about yeah. the code of silence. So, it exists. It's a real thing. We all know it exists. And what happened? Whether you like it or not. And what happened to the police officer, female police officer, who was forced to testify in this case? Let me know. What's Man, they eviscerated. I, I can't really it, talk about Defense lawyers and McKay, especially, just eviscerated her. Yeah. And basically, what she did, she's making a report. Detective Walsh changes it. It says what changes what she said she said, right? And she corrects it later. And man, the world ends for her. <coughs> she's off the street and she says, on the witness stand, I can't work. I can't get backup. Uh, they've told me they're not going to back me up. They've called me a rat. They've called me a snitch. Um, I think she got stuck in the middle of a bad position, and she refused to falsify a police report, and now she's paying for it. You think
1: it's even worse because she's a female? It doesn't doesn't
2: help, and she doesn't look like the real aggressive popo out there. She looks like somebody who's riding out uh, to that 20th year and get her pension. She's married to another officer. Um, She's in a really, really bad position, and they they just went after her like uh, she was an informant not a police officer i mean there was no slack and she was on the witness stand on on uh wednesday till 7 p.m
1: Calling her a rat right
2: oh they called her everything but a but a but the po-po they've called yeah. her a lot worse yeah. and, and she's not having an easy time of it at all and for all practical purposes her career's over with it's done she'll they'll let her ride out a desk somewhere but no one will talk to her no one will speak to her she won't be invited to any social gatherings uh her Her life on the popo is done and and I'm not sure it's not like she sought out the limelight and willingly and gleefully jumped in to testify to bury these guys. She didn't do that i mean she she basically got caught up in it because she was there yeah and and she wouldn't go along with the party line you know it, it this is this is a problem when you're on the street and and it comes down and someone gets indicted for some criminal misconduct and you're there. You're either going to get indicted with them, or wind up being a witness against them. You got to be that brave face
1: sometimes, and uh, and and speak up,
2: man. It's very difficult to do the right thing. It is. Isn't it it? is it it's is. hard. It's it it's hard, and it's it's hard when you have this uh, we against them whole personal thing going on at all times. And now, Popo's got the government against them, their own government, county, state's attorney's office, special prosecutors. They're trying to lock these guys up. So Alino predicts it's not going to happen. And I'm not sure it should happen. Even if they're guilty of what they're accused of, I still have a problem with the guys at the bottom getting hammered on this thing. It really upsets me. Because that's what always happens in Chicago. The working guys, the guys out in the street putting it on the line every day, the bosses who cover up, conceal, uh, you know, hold it back for them elections, nothing happens to those guys. But these guys who are out there, and listen, other than... Jason Van Dyke. Everyone showed great restraint that night. I mean, this kid was begging for it. He's high on PCP. He's got a knife. He's stabbing squad cars. He's stabbing tires. I mean, he's 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 begging for it in Chicago, and everybody, with the exception of Van Dyke, was very very patient with him. They did not overreact. They did not beat him. They didn't shoot him. They were trying to contain right. him and do the right thing. And now three of them are The one guy on trial, he's in a squad car. The kids. Stabbing his windshield, stabbing his tire. He had every right to shoot him at that point. He didn't do it, man. He just sat there. And now, for his trouble, what happens? He's on trial. It's a, that's a bad, bad thing for him. All these guys had to spend fortunes for these defense lawyers.
1: You know, this case has seen its, its fair share of uh, uh, victims, So, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of big wigs have gone down. You know, they haven't been indicted, but they have gone down. You mentioned either Alvarez. Uh, <laughs> Rahm Emanuel's not running anymore. No. McCarthy was forced out. So there have been a lot of victims, and it's still going to continue.
2: Well, they're not victims because they're not on trial, <clears throat> and their freedom's well, not, not victims, in jeopardy, but, and their yeah. pensions aren't going right. to be lost. All they're all, they're, they're all walking away with a lot of dough in the pocket, yeah. and, and uh, no problem. McCarthy's running for mayor and is a frontrunner. So didn't hurt his career. No. But the guys on the street... Well, he's going to have to answer for it, but that's yeah. that's for another show, another day. Well, yeah, I, I hope they hold him accountable. I really do. But we have an even bigger story. It's big, just broke, big, big, big right? story. Yeah. Broke uh, uh, late Thursday. Ed Burke, the most powerful alderman in the city of Chicago, the wealthiest alderman in the city of Chicago, the well, guy who controls the city budget. Had a little visit from the G this Thursday morning. Fourteen terms, if I'm not mistaken, correct? His daddy was the alderman before him, and he's been the alderman forever. And he is the kingmaker in Chicago. He is the guy that controls the purse strings for the city of Chicago. He runs the finance committee. He runs the budget. And he's got the government crawling up his butt. He's always got those pinstripe suits. He's he's and a wealthy he guy, man. He's got more money, he knows what to do with, it. and he's going to need it because the federal government just raided his his offices his at City Hall and <laughs> shut them down. Ran all the employees out. Raided his ward office on the Southwest Side. Uh, Ed Burke has a big problem th- uh, Thursday and continuing on uh, for the next several years. I am guessing if the FBI is there, this is a U.S. Attorney case. The feds have something because they got a warrant. And they're in there getting it all.
1: I mean, pro- they're looking at his, uh, his public record, but he's also, he's also uh, got a private practice. He's got a, he's got a law firm, uh, t- deals with tax appeals.
2: They print money. I mean,
1: so they I'm sure it. there's a lot going on there,
2: public and private. Well, as we know in Chicago, because uh, we have another alderman, Alderman Cochran, former police sergeant. What happened to him yesterday, uh, on a Wednesday?
1: Yeah, he's also uh, facing some popo trouble. Well,
2: he had a plea deal worked out. He was the 32nd alderman, I believe, who was indicted since 1972 or 74. And he's looking at corruption charges. He he dipped his hand into a war charity he was collecting money on. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, hey, Paul, thanks for starting us off. We're going to
2: come back and talk about the alderman and Burke maybe a little bit more, too.
1: We're going to talk about those guys and, uh, and a whole lot more. Including Mr. Robert Rialmo. He's back in the news. We
2: love Bobby Rialmo. That's
1: our number one guy. Uh, You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a couple, two, three.
0: Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the the Popo Report.
2: Welcome back, peeps. You're listening to the Popo Report on yeah. WLSAM 890 in Chicago. Another fine Saturday night, almost in the books. A lot of crime and punishment going on. A lot of, of aldermen <laughs> behaving badly, apparently. Huh? Alderman Willie Cochran, 20th Ward, former police sergeant. He had a deal with the G worked out, right? Yeah. He's getting ready to plead guilty, and he decides at the 11th hour, literally... To the great dismay of the judge, I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to plead guilty. I'm going to trial. I'm going to let the people decide my fate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what the people do in that federal building. They convict about 99% of the people who were on trial. So Willie might want to think about that a little bit harder before he takes that leap because he will get a trial tax, my friend, if he's found guilty. He probably had a nice, sweet deal worked out a year, maybe 18 months in, and now he gets found guilty Multiple counts, he could be doing five, six, seven, eight years.
1: I think it was a very favorable deal. Oh, oh I think it was a
2: great deal. One count to fraud—that's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It, which means he didn't get caught that badly. He, he, you know, from what I read, he took five thousand dollars from somebody. He uh, whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars, it's still uh, uh, the, you know betrayal of the public trust, well, my it friend. Was. It was, and he was buying stuff at Best Buy and paying his daughter's uh, yeah. tuition at school, and and his his claim is, well, hey. I paid it back. Hey. Pay, hey I paid it back <laughs> hey. after I got caught, okay? Hey. But I paid it back nevertheless. If
1: I wouldn't have been caught.
2: If I wouldn't have been caught, <laughs> I have been caught would I have paid it back? That's the question. You would never have known. <laughs> but Willie had a great deal worked out, and he blew it up. Yeah. And now, he's going to trial in June. Yeah. He would be maybe the 34th alderman that gets sent to prison by the uh, federal authorities in Chicago.
1: I'm with you, my friend. If I was a betting man, he'd going down.
2: Oh, it, you, you could bet <laughs> on it. If he goes to trial, he has a big problem. Yeah. Um, and Alderman Ed Burke? Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a tough road ahead, right? He's got the... <laughs> Listen, they've been after Burke forever. They've been looking at him with a fine-tooth comb for 35 years or whatever he's been around for. And he runs the finance committee. He basically writes the checks for the city of Chicago. Yeah. He knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows everything about this city and how it spends its money and where it's wasted and who's making dough on the side and who isn't making dough. But he is the most powerful alderman times 50. This is big, big news. The feds uh, would not take him lightly. And they're on him, man. He's got a big problem. You think
1: this is, this has anything to do with Trump or Cohen or anything like that? I doubt. No, Idiots this is this, 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 no? no?
2: this is Chicago. A little, little tinge, okay? a little listen, tinge. Listen, no. The feds every so often have to come in and kind of sweep out everybody and slap let somebody around. They gotta let everybody yeah. know they're watching, and they yeah. never quit watching yeah. for long. They, they get a little tied up with terrorism occasionally yeah. and bombs going off and people shooting up shopping malls. But they the old standby for the feds: let's go get us some aldermen. Or police, popo. Yeah. Let's get us some popo or alderman in Chicago. Let's get us somebody. Anyone who's lived here for any length of time, we know this, right? Yeah. The, the feds are like Christmas. They're they're they, Every year, somebody's going to get a Christmas present from the feds and, in the you know, form of an indictment or a grand jury subpoena. And tis the season, right? And Ed Burke, they shut his office down, and they're in there grabbing everything. And I mean everything. Now, listen, this is not your regular run-of-the-mill uh grabbing aldermen you know uh, hey buy some tickets to my dance this this next month for my campaign contribution ed burke uh, doesn't deal in small sums it's definitely a developing story but we're from what from a
1: couple aldermen behaving badly we're going to go to our favorite police chief suburban police chief behaving
2: badly he's back in the news well in fairness to all police chiefs. my friend and your friend <laughs> he's a park district police chief, which yeah. is, I don't know, that's like a meter made compared to an organized crime detective, I'm thinking, okay?
1: Hey, he's got a nice pad in the South Loop. It's got to be, you know, and it's got to be making some money, right? And, it's and not my, cheap to live in the South Loop.
2: And my friend, that pad is wired for sound and video. Yeah. So. A, and what has happened? A third woman has come up for it now and said, hey, I'm on tape, too. <laughs> and I didn't know it in Illinois. That's a felony because it's two-party consent. Yeah, and so he's got another one. Uh, that's a potential big problem for him. But th- the backstory, the interesting story—you know who dropped the dime on him? You know uh, who started this thing going? <laughs> the former police chief, <laughs> the, the guy who he replaced. Yes, yes, district. Yes, payback is a what?
1: Maldonado. Oh. Payback
2: is a beat. Yes, and Maldonado is dancing. I wonder, does Maldonado get his job back now? Does he get the job back? Now that guy's, he's done. that guy's got a DUI beef. He's done, but oh, he's oh man, he definitely wants DUI, to DUI, come, come on, that's a, that's, that's, that's like Everybody, a bad traffic thing.
1: That's yeah, you're not anybody unless you get a DUI, DUI beef, and uh,
2: and made a, you can make a porn video, right? So the Chicago uh, Heights Park District takes another hit, but I'm I'm guessing they'll survive it. They've survived worse, but who's a, hey, who's back?
1: Who's who's back? Yes, yeah, next to that suburban police chief, our boy.
2: Bobby, Robert Rialmo's yes, back in the news. Yes. And and what happened with Bobby?
1: Man, he was like, I need my gun back. You <laughs> he got his give me gun my, back. You better give me my gun back.
2: I want my pistol back. And the judge gave it to him. Yeah. yeah. He got his piece back.
1: D-d-d-d- yeah. We ordered CPD to give that, that gun back. But you know what? If I was in his shoes, that gun's got some bad karma on oh, it. Man. You know, two people died. You know, um, he was found not guilty. No criminal charges. You know, he had a favorable civil uh, decision.
2: See, this is where Bobby makes bad. You know, it's judgment like, do I really decisions.
1: Want right? That in the news? No, do no, I, you do don't I want give that. A crap no.
2: about that gun. No, you don't want to bring that. Listen, they're trying to fire you, and you're over there in court going, "Give me back my gun that killed two people." Yeah. This is this is not what you do when you're trying to ride low. It's bad PR, right? <laughs> yes, it's horrible PR. He's our boy, it's but terrible. it's bad PR. Bobby, you need to come down, talk <laughs> to us. We will straighten you out, okay? Cuz you are getting bad advice about this gun nonsense. Mister, who's giving him that advice, Mr. Bratsky? <laughs> Allegedly, Joel. somebody, <laughs> someone, I, someone, I'm yeah. guessing Joe's giving him some advice. This was bad advice, whoever gave it to you, Bobby.
1: He's all about being in front of the camera, though. He's like, ah, eh, it's another way to be in the news. Yeah, but Bobby you know, is he, the
2: last place he needs you know? is in front of the camera, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: He's got to lay low and let the cards fall away. He's got, he's got a good de- Bobby, I mean, Bobby, defense. Bobby, Bobby, the Popo
2: Report has been pitching hard for you, man, for a long time. Don't screw us up. So right now
1: he's sitting in callback. He's been fully stripped. He's, he's stripped. He's stripped, but he's in callback. You know, hey, he's, he's
2: hey he has not been in a bar fight in weeks. Yeah. Okay. He hasn't taken his shirt off when it's twenty degrees out and and got up in some bouncer's grill. All right. He's been good. Hey, we've got a month to go for this year. You know, I'm still holding I, I, out. For, I'm still holding out. I hope Bobby's in Florida. Really. Because they're a lot more tolerant of these activities down there. Oh, he's working.
1: He, he's got to work.
2: Oh. He's got to.
1: He's, he's... got to pay Joe Brotsky. He's got to. <laughs> Joe
2: Broski's not cheap, right? That's right, brother. Joe Broski don't work cheap.
1: <laughs> but although I thought he, I remember him saying he's doing his pro bono. That's what he says. Because all attorneys, we, we gotta we gotta do some pro bono work every year. Yeah, it's...
2: yeah. Well, we know lawyers who say pro bono, and then <laughs> at some point go, you know what? I need some dough for this case. All right, because that pro bono stuff is old, my friend.
1: <laughs> so yeah, our boys back in the news. We got another, uh, we got another cop story. You
2: What's, know what? What story is that? Another popo story?
1: We got well, we, you know, we got several popo stories, but this one involved two knuckleheads uh, who uh, were involved in a car crash on the Gold Coast. You know, they little jam up. They f- they fled the scene, and then later on, they approached some popo on the street. You know, try to. Try to lie. They oh. lied and said that you know we were carjacked. You know,
2: bro. These are your people, uh, Mr. Ramos and Mr. Uh, Vasquez Cruz. I, I, don't, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't claim any relationship <laughs> to these knuckleheads. <laughs>
2: I, 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 I would have hopefully <laughs> have called you first before they came up with this story, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the popo. Uh, we're a little bit savvy, so we didn't believe them. You know, you gotta you gotta do a little background check, and uh, when all said and done. You guys are the ones that are involved in that earlier crash uh, on Lakeshore Drive. So you guys are going down. And driving with a
2: suspended license. That's right. Uh, d- d- dumb on top of dumb on top of dumb. Exactly. The, which is, thank God for the Chicago Popo. There are a lot of dumb criminals out there. I think
1: this is a good time to take a break, Paul. They help the
2: numbers, please You've been do. listening
1: to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll be back in a few with some great, great, great stories coming up.
2: Step four. Popo Report Back. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre, Saturday Night Chicago, WLS 890 AM. And, hey, you don't have to listen live. You can listen to our podcast Yeah, at WLSAM890.com. Got all the WLS stuff on there on podcast. They do a really nice job of that. At they your leisure, it. exactly. Yeah, we yeah. like that. You can listen to it in the gym, right? We talk about this in the car, right? T- taking care of business in the On the train, or... you know, you're sitting, on, you're sitting on the train, bored out of your mind. You know, guys picking his nose across the aisle. You just zone out and listen to a little popo report and laugh. Yeah, hopefully. you it
1: definitely on the train, but you got to maintain situational awareness, right? Or cry. You could be crying if you listen to this
2: sometimes. Okay, but hopefully you're laughing a little bit. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be laughing. I think so. Yeah, we're, we're gonna laugh about this. You're not gonna like it though. Man. What's our story? Come on, bro. T- tell us what the next story is. Well, it involves the um, the U.S. soldier.
1: He's <laughs> taking a ride on the red line. Uh oh. He was uh, that, the red line you
2: like. I
1: love the red line. You love Green that public line, transportation, don't you? I like all my Chicago uh, red line. And you always
2: telling me how safe the line, that red line is. And no no sweaty die on that red line. It
1: is relatively safe, but you know. You know, Ooh. crap's always going to crap's going to happen anytime, anywhere. You just got to you know maintain it was safe uh,
2: last Friday at two p.m. Yeah. in the middle of the day for a trained United States Army. Train killer no. got his butt handed to him by a couple of young men on the red line wow. and robbed <laughs> i might add in broad daylight it's
1: kind of harsh that's kind of harsh
2: as a far, former soldier i'm, I'm embarrassed to, to even talk about this story okay he should have been whipping up on these two dudes he's 31 all right he's got some experience he must be a clerk right truck driver cook he wasn't a trained killer
1: Probably
2: a medical technician <laughs> they're even tougher than that, okay, but he gets beat up on the red line and robbed he was able to hang on to his phone though it was a happy ending, i guess he didn't he didn't get stabbed or shot, which is what usually happens on
1: hey, the red know, line
2: blue line green line
1: whether you're on uh you know walking down the street or or taking the train you gotta just gotta maintain awareness uh you know hey. a law enforcement can't profile. You know, it's unlawful. Oh, we know you guys never do that. But citizens, hey, man, you could profile. You, you know, you've got a little hunch. You know the the hairs in the back of your neck stand man. up. You know, just the, the, man, do what you the lady do. at
2: American Airlines service desk is profiling. Everybody's profiling out there. Man,
1: Popo don't profile. But
2: Popo made an arrest. They arrested the two lads that beat yeah. up our our hero, our United States Army soldier got, hero.
1: Uh, you know what? The uh, yeah the the red line stop at Chicago. It's very uh, there's a lot of Popo presence. So it's a, it's a dumb area to do anything in. Yes, you, it is. Chances it's are you will get caught. Any any spot along. Along State Street, you got Grand Avenue, Chicago and State. You
2: got the loop. I mean, you come on—you're in the heart of Division. the city. There's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh there's a gazillion popos standing oh. around, bicycles, horses—they're all out there. So, right? yeah, chances are you will get caught. No, they got caught. It. Yeah, they got caught. Now they're sitting down at the county. Can't make bond on this one because they get the stupid bond. You're so stupid to get caught in the middle of the day robbing a United States Army soldier, right? Yeah, well... Bye-bye. All right, what's our next story if done with these dummies? Well, we get another story uh, actually on the north
1: side, northwest side on the 20th District uh, near Rogers Park. I think they call it the uh, Arcadia uh, neighborhood.
2: That's your area. That's my area. I grew up in that area. Yeah,
1: Exactly, that's right off of Lincoln Avenue. You got Kedzie. Well... Popo, off duty. Popo, he was just sitting in his car. He just got minding back, his own business. Got back from watching a movie, you know. Hey, but even though you're in your car, you're you're on your phone. You gotta you gotta adjust your side view mirrors. You gotta you know see who's coming, see who's going, look up, look down, because that's a perfect time to get jacked.
2: Well, guess what happened? He got jacked. He got jacked by a knucklehead sixteen year old. Two knuckleheads. And what happened to the knuckleheads who tried to jack him?
1: Well, I mean, let's let's back up a little bit, though. That knucklehead, he's we. I mean, we've he's known in the neighborhood. We he's he's you know he's got a he's got a big rap sheet. Yep. He uh, he went missing earlier that day. Okay. Yep. His his father.
2: Stepfather. Fa- his stepfather found out that he also took his gun and reported it to the popo exactly, immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Which so was we, which, folks. When there's a gun missing, don't delay. Exactly. Because if you've got juveniles living at home or even young adults, that gun might be out there doing something you don't want it to be doing. Especially
1: knucklehead juvenile who's uh, yes. yeah, who's, who's no the, stranger to the but popo. listen,
2: uh, props to the stepfather who immediately called the police and said, listen, my idiot stepson's missing with my gun. With my gun. So that makes it a little bit more, you know, everyone's looking for this guy. Unfortunately, uh, the guy that finds him is the guy he's trying to rob, who's an off-duty Chicago popo, and we know those things almost always end badly for the robber. Yeah,
1: so they, they while well, they were rifling through his uh, through his person, you know, they found a badge, and then you know something had to break there because <laughs> it's sort of like that standoff, you know. Now that's what the moment gonna, what of truth, we, what right? Are gonna, what are we going to do right now?
2: You look at your rat partner and you go, "We're robbing the wrong guy. We got a real problem." And
1: that that split second gave the police officer enough time to get his get his uh, get his weapon and defend himself.
2: He killed the kid. Killed the kid. Yeah, sixteen-year-old. Life loss over what? Cell phone, 40, 50 bucks in the guy's pocket. I mean, you almost deserve to get killed. Nobody deserves to get killed, but this kid was asking for it, and he robbed the wrong guy. So all you would-be armed robbers out there, be very, very careful who you pick, especially concealed weapons out there these days, because lots of folks got guns. Yeah, and they'd be pretty offended if you try and take their stuff. How about we just get a jab? job? J O B. J O B would be nice. It's a lot cheaper to get a job, and a lot, a lot more likely you'll make it to the ripe old age you'll of seventy-seven longer. or seventy-eight.
1: Exactly. Our next, uh, our next story evolves on another popo down on the south side making a street stop. This was a bad, potentially a bad one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's, 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 it's what police officers do. You make. Uh, a lawful police stop, you know, not trying to violate, violate anyone's Fourth Amendment two rights. Two TAC guys, right? These two, two TAC guys. guys. Exactly.
2: And let's look what are the TAC guys. The TAC guys are not wearing blue uniforms and, and a police hat. They're wearing civilian clothes. Civilian clothing, most of the time jeans, plaid shirts, but they always got vests. They've got the vest on. They it got gun police. belts on. All kinds Sorry. of all the uh, all, all the toys, right on the belt. Unmarked police car. It's if you look at the plates, MP plates. So, <laughs> but you know. if, if you've lived in Chicago for more than uh, I don't know forty eight hours, you recognize a tactical guy when they pull up because they oh, yeah. look like the police. They talk like the police. They got the little police radio going, right. So there's no doubt they're the police. They're yeah. just not wearing a uniform. So they run up on this guy. Right. You
1: know, <laughs> it's that that you, you can see it in their eyes. It's called that consciousness of guilt. When you just spot someone who's just squirrely and in the wrong place he shouldn't be there, you know, he's got a you know, he you look at his waist and there's a he's he's covering the side of his waist, He's a little bulge and then he and then he makes he makes a a, a 180 in the opposite direction. You know something's wrong there.
2: Track, the, track, the track meet is on. And at it's that on. Point. The yes. chase is on. And this happens right after the Mercy Hospital shooting where our police officer got murdered. I
1: believe the following day, right? Yeah, following
2: yeah. day. So, so everybody's heightened, right? Everyone's heated up over the shooting of a police officer. So the knucklehead tries to kill this guy. He shoots him, hits him in the vest, right in the E in police. Yeah, he survives. Thank he, God for the vest. If it's not for the vest, he might not survive. Yeah. But... What happened to the guy who shot at him? Well, he, he got himself shot in the yeah. neck. That but he's, hurt. He survived. Yeah. He did survive. Uh, got has got a strong neck. Yes, but that tactical guy, I've seen a picture of that bruise. I mean, man, oh, you get hurt. shot with a vest on. Folks, it hurts a lot. I mean, this bruise was probably 18 inches in diameter. We're gonna be moving on, Paul. We got a lot more going on on the Popo Report. Uh, we've got a couple more stories.
1: Uh, we got one out of Belgium. We got one, uh, like I said, across the pond, and uh, we got funky stories around the nation coming up. All right, you've been listening to the Popo Report on WSA eight ninety.
0: <laughs> Serve and protect.
2: This is the Popo Report. All right, you Popo Report fans. Paul Ciolino, Lupi Aguirre, back Saturday night, WLSAM AM 890, talking about the Popo. <laughs> some of the fun stuff, but some of the coming up. Not so fun stuff if you're a Popo.
1: Very dangerous. It's a very dangerous line of work, Paul.
2: It's a tough if you're an aggressive police officer doing your job, working sure. the street, dealing with knuckleheads day in and day out, it's easy to get hurt isn't it you're doing your fair share of street stops and traffic stops we man, got you're not sitting in dunkin donuts for eight hours uh wondering why the uh you know the cream the cream filled guys are out running out of the cream filled donuts right you're out there in the street making not, stuff happen you're not hanging out at the 7-eleven no man you're out there doing some work You're serving and protecting you're not drinking lattes down at starbucks having a good time are you no those lattes are too expensive not for the Popo. Popo gets the big discount, don't they? No.
1: Not Starbucks. So we got another local, not local, local Popo making a street stop in the Gresham neighborhood. And this is, this is one of our worst nightmares. I mean, you're, you're trying to get some information. And then this guy just grabs your arm and he takes off. And you take off with
2: the car and you get hurt. The yeah, problem is you don't have four wheels underneath no. your but you got them two little size nines traveling trying to go forty miles an hour doesn't work well. That car goes zero to forty in, you know, a couple seconds and you're you're going with it and you've got no chance. Bulletproof, it's dangerous, all, man. All the bulletproof vests in the world don't help no. at that point. Because
1: I've, I've seen a lot of friends tragically, uh, you know, uh,
2: Killed L- killed loser, you know just crippled, crippled exactly paralyzed, this is dangerous stuff when you' when a car's involved seven thousand pounds of metal is never uh you're never going to win that fight can't go up against
1: that so it's a, it's a dangerous line of, line of work folks and uh we've got another one out of elgin where uh you know popo they're doing a heroin thing
2: and or heroin. also also known as heroin heroin. but known as hair on, on the, on the West side, especially. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, they're doing, they're doing a sting and, um, there you go. This guy takes off and he, uh, Hits two, po- two, 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 two
2: police cars. Listen, he you know, don't want to go to jail. Exactly. But now what happens? Not only he going to jail for selling to the undercover popo guys, right? He's got more of the charges. Now he's going to jail for aggravated assault on a police officer, maybe attempted murder. Now, now he's not just going for five now. Now he's going to go for 25 on this one. Listen, boys and the girls, you're out guys. there selling dope, dope and slinging it and you're dealing with undercover guys. When you're caught, you're caught. Throw your hands up and say, I give up. Let's go to the popo station. I'll call my lawyer and live the fight another day. You attack the police or try to get... You're not going to get away because there's 20 popos sitting out there. There's, you're surrounded. You're
1: probably too like, high on whatever you're, trying to, you're uh, dealing with. You, you, you don't even have that... You better think about these things the before you do
2: them because, hey, if yeah. you...
1: Maybe there isn't a lot of thinking involved.
2: Probably not. It's just
1: the mighty dollar.
2: But... Popo, will shoot you exactly. when you start moving that car rapidly after you've been told to stop. And they're all around it. You're going to get shot.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a dangerous line of work. Okay? And
2: you're going to go to prison if you survive it yeah. for a long, long, long time. Exactly. It is dangerous. And uh, if you're a bad guy, stop it. And if you're a good guy, be careful. Don't, don't get dragged by the stupid car. Let them go. We'll catch them later. Well, from Elgin, let's go to uh, Joliet. Like Joliet. Joliet Catholic just won the state high school championship football. Th- A dramatic ending down there in Champaign. You nice think job this, last week. You think they celebrated with boxed wine? I don't like, think, they, like, like I don't this think the high school seniors at Joliet Catholic are drinking boxed wine. I think they're home grabbing mom and dad's good stuff.
1: Hey, man, boxed wine is not that bad. So. Well, 9 year old wine.
2: Joliet woman named Elizabeth Haas got pinched for DUI. And she was drinking boxed wine in the car. Good old Liz, right? I, I grew up with a guy named. So I hope it's not his wife or anything. <laughs> that would be almost funny. I'd, I'd, I'd let him have it, but she she gets popped drinking the boxed wine in the car. You know, I didn't even I didn't even
1: know boxed wine was a thing until uh, I believe I came home from uh, from college one uh, one year, and then my girlfriend at the time we just. Uh, you know, we're hanging out at her house, and uh, she's just telling me about her, how her f- how her mom and dad are just fans of the boxed wine. I'm like, I never knew that was a thing.
2: You put it in the fridge, and you, <laughs> it's like a, it, it's like what? It's like a kegger. It's like it's a- the kegger of wine. <laughs> yeah. You just keep going. It's more than a, a, you know, what's a regular bottle of wine hold? Four or five glasses, right? Yeah, 750 milliliter, about, yeah, and four man, or five glasses. That box hold about 20, 30 glasses. It's just a box of fun. And Miss Haas, to make matters worse, the popo pull up behind her, pop the lights on, and what does she do?
1: <laughs> she, she takes off. Let me try to get away from these guys. I can
2: outrun the popo after a box after a box of wine. Maybe she thought she could outrun them, right?
1: <laughs> she was more she was more like dealing with a box of rocks in her head. She of
2: course, drives into a dead end street, and the popo roll up and go, Miss Haas, where did you think you were going? And then they go, oh, with your boxed wine. Yeah. I was trying <laughs> to get away. <laughs> Whoops. So she, uh, of course, wound up in the Will County Jail with uh, in our five-liter box of wine. Five liters. That's a lot of wine. That's, that's like two gallons, right? That's like two, two liters and a half. Yes. That's a, that's <laughs> a lot of wine to be drinking. I, I, does the <laughs> five liters go into the evidence room? 'Cause I'm gonna tell you, when she shows up at traffic court and they drag out that five liters and drop it on the no. on the desk, it's all over it with it just
1: gets included in the police report. Uh <laughs> you know, did she even I don't think she even blew, but it doesn't really matter here, whether you blow or not. You got a
2: five liter <laughs> box gonna, of wine that comes into the courthouse with you, it doesn't matter if you're you gonna you go down. You say see you later. Adios.
1: You know, when I was working when I was working midnights, I used to do DUI stops all the time. It was uh, you know, something to just uh make the night go by. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually, you know, fairly well at it. You know, I do my stops and I, you know, and I convince them to actually blow. Because you're so sweet. You know, I if just. They, if you ask me, we're,
2: I I'll ask do it them for very, you. I Officer Aguilar, would love to do it for you. Where you do know, I
1: do? Where do I blow? You know, they would blow and they would blow over the limit. And. Uh,
2: Adios. That right? was, but that, that was it, it
1: for court. I, I would never get any court time because it was just you're done. So I stopped doing it; it got boring.
2: Good. Let me good just implied. share
1: another share, no, share another popo story. Let the
2: citizens you. have a good time. But a lawyer on probation for DUI and gun offenses, gun offenses, right? Wait, what happened on, to him?
1: Hold on, back up. Let me just sh- finish sharing this this quick popo story. Okay, you can finish it. We had a. This is the best. We had a. <laughs> we brought a guy in. We booked him. Treated we always treat everybody very nicely, but I'll never forget this guy. As he was leaving, you know, to go to the uh, go to the clink, he's like, "Officer." Thank you for your hospitality. And I was like, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you next time. I mean, when, when you get that response from a criminal, it's just amazing. And I just love that feeling. I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, share that's, that with that's all how it fans. should
2: be, all right? There should be some decorum Thanks amongst for your hospitality. everybody. Yes, Thanks for yeah. your
1: hospitality. It's like
2: if you're running the desk at Howard Johnson's, right? <laughs> at the desk at the hojo <laughs> yes yes thank you for your hospitality are they, st- sir. are
1: they still around i don't
2: i don't know i don't think you they know because we we
1: go to the four seasons i don't know about it
2: huh? oh my god
1: okay so <laughs> here paul we're gonna take a break right now we'll get back to that uh that lawyer who's in trouble and I, we promise you we'll get we'll get to the great funky crime stories around the country all right can't wait you've been listening to the popo report on wls 890 we'll see you in a couple two
2: three Step of the Popo Report is back after a short break. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890. Chicago, thanks for listening. we got some great stories coming up in the next half hour or so. We truly appreciate it. Yes, we, we do. Know. We do appreciate it. We hope you have a great holiday season. So far, it's been pretty uneventful. Other than some aldermen getting indicted, Cutting, not taking the deals. Popo on trial. But now we move kind of the fun part, right? This is the fun part of the show. We like this part. What, the funky uh, stories around the show? We like the sh- funky stories. We got a funky story out in Crystal Lake. We got a lawyer. I love when lawyers act up and get locked up and get silly. You know, they're officers of the court, too. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: There's 35,000 lawyers in Illinois, all right? and about, think it's eight, one too many? About 85% of them are in the Chicago area. But when they get arrested, boy, they, they go bad, don't they? I mean, things, drunk driving, gun fences. Dennis Franz, 52. Crystal well, Lake.
1: Well-known guy over by there. <laughs> he,
2: right? he, he is double stupid, okay? Because he gets arrested, re-arrested for felony telephone harassment charges against the Attorney Registration and Disciplinary Commission. For those of you who don't know, that's the agency that allows you to practice law in this state. It's called the ARDC. You don't want to mess with the ARDC, guys. That's right, because they punch your ticket. You don't have an ability to make a living any longer as a lawyer. And what does Franz do? He leaves a voicemail at the ARDC on one of the guys investigating him down there, and he tells him, you destroyed me, you filthy Democrat. Burn in hell. You started this fight, and I'm finishing it. I'm coming after you. Whoops. Whoops. You think he was sober? I don't think he was sober, but I know one thing. He could come after him because when the Popo get out to his house... And he's on probation for a previous offense of DUI. They find 50 weapons, including high-powered assault rifles and thousands of rounds of ammunition. What so, the hell is this guy doing
1: with 50 weapons?
2: Hey, hey, he's a, he's probably a hobbyist, okay? He's, yeah, a, right. he's a small collector with a small collection of 50 assault weapons and thousands of rounds of ammo. And then he calls the ARDC and tells them, I'm coming at you. Probably not one of his better moves, I'm guessing not a very good lawyer I think he needs to get another hobby well you know? uh the 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 popo are gonna force him in the courts into another hobby so,
1: that's- that's one less attorney we got to deal with right
2: that, that's one less out of there, but now we go bound to Miami, Florida. we love Florida lupe
1: Florida's a great place, it's uh you know great weather, great people, and great crime,
2: great food, yeah. Good food. Great, food Great Cuban food, Miami. Well, we get a guy who gets arrested at a gun buyback. And for those of you who don't know what a gun buyback is, it's usually when the local government or the local police department go, hey, all them old guns at home, bring them to us and we'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever. Right. We'll give you a gift card, yeah. visa. They do it in Chicago. Usually a gift card. usually a gift but, card. You but know. it's a way to get off, get all the old guns off the street that are, that you know, Grandpa died and left, and Granny's had it in the dresser drawer for 22 years. And the popo buy it the, often have a program to buy the gun back. So this guy in Miami, he's a gun guy, and he's got he calls up the popo and go, Hey, what are you going to give me for some lower receivers? Lower receivers part of a rifle. Here's where a gun guy shouldn't try to become an entrepreneur at the same time. <laughs> Probably not in front of the police station. Yes, right? it did not work out for him. So the popo tell him, Hey, we'll give you 150 bucks for that lower receiver. He's like. Damn, I'm down with that. So he goes down to the buyback, and he's got, like, 27 lower receivers. Some outrageous number. And the Popo go, uh, ah, sorry, we're only going to give you 17 bucks. Yeah, because they're just parts. They're not the it's whole part. Give him
1: 150 for that whole AR-15, not for, you know.
2: He's ticked out. No, no. He's ticked. 17. So he's thinking, okay, if they're giving 17, I'll go out right in front of the Popo station. I'll put a big sign on my car. I'll buy your guns and I'll give you 25 for that lower receiver and go sell it for 150. Hey, pretty good entrepreneur, right? I'm going to compete with the buyback in front of the police station.
1: Not too bright.
2: Well, John Gillis, uh, probably known as Jack Gillis, I'm guessing, was an NRA instructor and avid gun collector. So he knows guns, he knows the value of them and so forth. And he's ticked, right? So he's out there, and he puts a big sign on his car. You, I'll buy your guns. You know what that title gets you? A ham sandwich down the street. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what he got him. He got himself arrested for it. Although uh, the DA later dropped the charges, said he was not doing anything illegal. But uh, don't mess with the Popo and take away their gun buyback business, okay? Hey, man, That's if, the moral of that If story. you
1: can't sell Elotes in front of the Popo district without <laughs> a permit, you definitely can't sell, you know component parts. Uh, in Florida, Florida has
2: very liberal gun laws. There's not, not much gun control going on in the state of Florida. Yeah, you got that right. So, mo- moving right along, what happened next? In we, Chicago, outside Chicago, Glendale Heights.
1: Well, I mean, it's a Glendale man. It's, he
2: was in Chicago. You know? Yeah. He was, well, uh, you know,
1: just in Chicago.
2: He's visiting. He's visiting, yeah. And he gets a security alert on his phone, because we all have those little, uh... Cameras now at the front door, yeah. right? The garage. You got them. Yeah. Lights come on. I got them. Everybody's got, got him. the security system now. Yeah. He gets a little alert on the iPhone going, hey, there's somebody on your property.
1: Someone who's not supposed to be there.
2: There's a problem. going through your stuff. <laughs> they're not only going through your stuff. They're in your house going through your stuff, which is really bad. And he's watching it in living <laughs> color on his phone. He's like, oh, my God. And I got to call the Popo. And who's in his house? <laughs> well,
1: after the Popo arrived... They weren't there anymore. You know, they look at the footage. They see who's in there. And then they decide to be, you know, good community police officers and warn the neighborhood. You know, the the neighbors, you know, this is what's (laughs) going on. This is a
2: great story. It actually is.
1: And while they're talking to a neighbor. Oops. He's like, man, you look familiar to me. Do I know you? You look very familiar. Did you serve me a cocktail last night?
2: No, I didn't serve you a cocktail.
1: Did you know, did I were you at the convenience store? Nope, no, nope, no, nope, didn't work, wasn't there. And then he's like, Uh, oh, let me go back and look at that video.
2: I'm looking at the video I just watched oh a half an hour God, ago. Yeah. Guess what? You're wearing the same clothes <laughs> as the person who was burglaring your neighbor. <laughs> did you burglar your neighbor? <laughs> were you that butt burglar? Oh, she was. Yeah. She was. And and our guy is none too happy. He says I, I I live next door to the person who burglarized me. He does have a point, right? Yeah. I mean that. You'd have to build a really big fence to avoid that neighbor forever. Now
1: that's a really bad feeling. When I mean, let alone you get burglarized, but your damn neighbor of seventeen years. What the? I mean, what's going on here?
2: Well, hey, she's lucky she didn't get shot for her trouble. But she, the next door neighbor burglar, and folks, security systems work. They're good stuff. Happy ending. He got his stuff back. Got his stuff back, but now he's got a next door neighbor. That's <laughs> you got a going to be a convicted felon living next door. To him. <laughs> now, now not Not too happy with him.
1: Now you know you got a crappy neighbor living next to you. You know, next thing, I am not going to go get some milk from her, right?
2: No, hey, <laughs> hey, but going out to Utah, I had a couple teenagers borrow an airplane. Hey
1: man, man, these these guys are. I, I think they're pretty bad, you know, badass. Hey,
2: what do you think? Never flew a plane. A break in airport. Get on the plane and take it for a little ride.
1: Without any mishaps. Land perfectly.
2: They take off and they land. Not on
1: a highway, but at another airport.
2: Two toughest things to do, right? Take right. off and landing. Flying is not too tough. It's It's getting it up in there and then getting it back down without running it into anything. Hard.
1: Maybe they got some training on the uh, PlayStation. I'm
2: telling you, they learn how to fly. On. They,
1: yes, they learn how to do that. When I was a teenager, I thought I could perfectly fly uh, a Huey helicopter. You know, uh, helicopter commando. Yeah, uh, right arcades are so, you know, realistic. Yeah. So these guys are, like I said, they're pretty badass. Yeah, they are
2: badass, and they're also in jail.
1: You got it, Paul. We're going to take another break here. You know, we got some more funky stories around the nation. We're going to get to a great story out of uh, Northern Africa, and then some uh, hijinks at at a U.K. McDonald's. You've been listening to The Popo Report on AM 890.
0: Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four and the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report.
2: Yo, welcome back, peeps. Popo Report. Hot Saturday night. LLS 890 AM. Caliente, my friend. We're rocking. Yes, we are. And one of my favorite stories tonight, right? Florida man arrested after troopers find high-tech toll-dodging license plate chill. This is good stuff.
1: We all enjoy paying the tolls, especially oh, yeah. in we Chicago love, land yeah, area. Oh, We
2: love paying tolls. Okay, let me tell you about the tolls in this city, this uh, county, tri, tri-county area, okay? When they built 294, first tollway in Chicago. And here's the story. A, hey, fellas, don't worry about it. As soon as we pay for this thing with the tolls, there'll be no more tolls, right? It was like a dime back in the day. 15 cents on the tollway. Then it went up to a quarter. Then to the 35 cents. And then they really got cute. Now it's like a buck and a half every time you go through one, and they're everywhere. And guess what? If you don't pay that buck and a half, or you don't have a little device in your car or on your license plate, you're going to pay like $50 it's or $200. More like, it's
1: more like $60, $70 if you don't pay within seven days. Believe App, me, my
2: friend, it happens to me a lot. Apps, I'm on that seventh day, like, oh, I got to pay this. I don't want to. Criminal. Yeah. It's criminal. Once again, another tax we get hammered with. And this guy in Florida, he figured out how to avoid them stupid tolls, Man, right? This guy, he's got something going here. Hey, he had a plate that would flip. A fake plate. So he's going through and the camera's getting his plate. It's not coming back to him. It's sort fake. Of, sort of James Bondish. He, Very James Bondish. You know, yes. It's, yes. It's a I like this guy. This guy. And what happened? We got an off-duty state trooper. He gets suspicious. He's watching this guy, and he sees the plate flip. Whoa! This, got,
1: this trooper's guy. I'm sorry. This troop. This uh, yeah. This highway popo has yeah. too much time on his hands. That's right.
2: That's right. A- another one of your people. I might add, my friend. Okay. Uh, you know, I, would guy,
1: I would have left this guy alone. I would have left this guy alone. <laughs> well, I'm like, Trooper uh,
2: Camacho wanted an attaboy boy or a merit badge or whatever they do down there in Florida. Okay, so he's following this, and this guy's driving a minivan. It's not like it's a Ferrari, right? The dude is driving a minivan. I don't, think a, I
1: don't think a guy with a Ferrari would have trouble paying a toll.
2: Yeah, but he might not like paying them. <laughs> I, if, I, if I could find this device, I might buy one. Not, not for me personally, but I, maybe a Christmas gift <laughs> for someone. All right, But the troopers get them. And oh, he had a SunPass transponder. Like in a aluminum bag in the car, so it wouldn't go off. So and it was a
1: twofer. Him. It was a twofer. He's yes. got he's got yeah. the James Bond yes. thing going. Yeah. And He's got the transponder, like you know. So it, that yeah. also it's got. It's like
2: kryptonite. Yeah, right? he's got the kryptonite bag over it, so it doesn't go off. And he's not paying, but you know he gets popped. He gets popped. Not a happy ending for him.
1: It's called organized
2: fraud. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love, yes. I yes. love that guys, charge. Except when the government does it, right? Then it's okay. It's legal. All right. So then, then we go. You know, we've all watched the shows, right? Where you're buying, uh, you know, your loser neighbors' dirty diapers and old kids' furniture and tricycles in the storage unit because they haven't paid for three months. And. You know these guys are on TV, and I'll pay a lot of money. And sometimes they do well. I get a bunch of tools in there, or tires, or storage? something valuable. in the show is called Storage Wars. Yeah, Storage Wars. But generally, yeah. it's garbage, right? You are getting other people's garbage that they didn't want anymore. You know, you are a gambler. Yeah, I'm sure if if you are yes. doing this,
1: you, you you gamble on anything. You you right. know two you know
2: two dogs walking down the
1: street. Let's yeah. see who you know. And then the you look. First. Let you, exactly. give a, you get
2: a look inside the box yeah. to see what's in there. Not too much of a look, but you get a look. Well, this guy buys one and there 's a safe in there i 've seen a lot of safes on these shows get opened up they 're always empty or old porno tapes are being stored in them. Something silly, right? Well, this guy opens the safe. Nothing silly about this find yeah, that was quite an investment
1: right The five hundred dollar investment turned into seven point five
2: million let me tell you something. What kind of moron do you have to be to leave a safe in a storage unit and not pay to ninety bucks a month and then lose seven point five million? I would say a uh, a big narcotics trafficker who's just trying to store money well, I don't anywhere. Know. Don't and know. you know,
1: you just lose track of seven point five because you've got about a gazillion
2: more to <laughs> well, keep track my of. That might but guess what? These geniuses, of course, publicize the fact they found seven five million, and what happens? Uh,
1: you know what? Not a happy
2: yeah. ending, really, right? Because what yeah. happens is a lawyer gets involved. Yeah, yeah. I represent a client, <laughs> and he wants his money back. It's his money. And my friend, I'm going to get that money back for him.
1: But you know what? I'm going to give you a finder's fee.
2: Well, the negotiation you starts know, right. Yeah, it starts you know off like lawyers like to do. They yeah. lowball the guy. What they tell him? They give him two hundred thousand or something. It's like six hundred thousand. And he says, "Hey, I got seven point five million. I'm not getting you're not getting that money back." Yeah. I'm well. thinking all along. Why would you even say anything about this? Yeah. Well, that's, that's where that's where yeah. we, that's where we went off.
1: Yeah, right off the bat. But right. then, but then you know what? The offer went up. Till about what, one and, a, one and a quarter? 1.5
2: million? 1.2 million. 1.2 million? $930,000, something like that. They gave the guy, he gave the lawyer the, the vast majority of the money. Um, here's a lesson you find that safe and it's loaded, shut up. Don't call anybody. Don't call the media. Don't take no pictures. Yeah. And you could go live happily ever after on that 7.5. You run your mouth. You're gonna lose it. Yeah, there's gonna be somebody who wants their money back, and it, and in this particular case, they were lucky. These people called a lawyer and then come looking for it personally.
1: Yeah, I, I'm you know, exactly. If you if you don't make that, if you make that bad decision, and you have to negotiate, I'm glad he did negotiate because he he would have to like look behind his shoulder for the rest of his life because oh, someone's coming after that seven point right. five. And you
2: make them bad decisions sometimes. Uh, you make it with your wife or your woman, and uh, you wind up being. Uh, Part of a meal she's serving to her guests, along with some rice. Yeah, well, we got this uh, woman out of South Northern Africa. Northern
1: Africa. She gets that 70 year itch, and guess what she decides to do? She decides to get cooking, right?
2: She does get cooking, (laughs) she cooks up her husband. allegedly yeah i don't think it's allegedly they got some good evidence in this case because the husband brother come looking for him because he's missing for a couple months yeah he's sort of suspicious where's my bro where's my brother at what'd you do with my brother he and i haven't i always hear from him
1: he's like i heard about that seven year rich and it's about that time so i'm you know what this is the
2: interesting part he looks in her what do you call those blender blender and what's he seeing the blender he finds a tooth he finds a tooth that (laughs) belongs to his brother but you know, I mean, it could belong to anybody, right? Well, how many times I mean, have you seen a tooth in a blender?
1: I mean, if they've got dentures, it probably you're cooking something; it falls in there. I mean, a tooth's a tooth, but it could. How, how did
2: she find out it was his brother's tooth? Well, I'll tell you how they found out. He called the popo there in northern Africa, and they came out and they found some other human materials in that blender. Little
1: DNA action. They
2: did do DNA, and it was his brother's DNA. His tooth. And other bodily fluids and parts were in that blender. Now, I give the brother big props. Who's going to? If you're looking for your brother, you might look under the bed. You might look in the closet. You might even check the garden for something freshly dug. Right? Who's going to look in the blender? This guy looked in the blender and he breaks the case open. That's and, huge, man. That's pretty big. Well, I mean, not only that. Okay, she
1: she made. I mean, I like I like some good rice and chicken, rice and beans, but she fed. <laughs> she fed the brother to some poor guys some pakistani workers they um, uh, meet this meat dish with the brother
2: how do you feel i mean i feel bad I, for those guys i gotta tell you the brother gets served up for for chow that's that's tough man that's a tough girlfriend or wife yep. Yeah. so
1: we got a here we got a pancake story when i knock out that pancake store before you we, we take do a, a break?
2: pancake yeah an inmate in georgia breaks out of jail mama helps him somehow and they go have pancakes yeah, but
1: you know what? The Popo are, are on the case. They caught Mom. They caught the uh, the son. But, you know, he was supposed to be on probation, too. He was going to get off, and now he's got more trouble.
2: He was jonesing for pancakes with Mommy. Now he's got an escape charge. Exactly. Bye-bye.
1: We're going to take a break here, Paul. We'll be back with more on the Popo Report. And uh, we got some Toys for Tots information. You know, it's, uh, it's coming up tomorrow. So. Folks, we'll let,
2: you got to give Toys for Tots to the Marines.
1: We'll let you know a little bit more about that, okay? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLSAM 890. See you in a
2: few. Welcome back. Popo Report, AM 890. And if you want to listen to us uh, after the show tonight or tomorrow or the next day, WLSAM.com. Where you could get all the podcasts for all the WLS shows, but especially the Popo Report, Lupe Aguilar, Paul Cialino. We're going to be finishing up tonight with some fun stuff out in California. Hey, Paul, I don't know about you, but after
1: that last story, I'm ready for a I'm ready for a smoothie.
2: Yeah, you would. You you, you like you like you don't like all that healthy stuff. But I think the the chick's husband, you're not going to like that smoothie from that same blender. Okay, not good. Okay, moving on. Not good. So, out in California, ladies working at McDonald's, minding their own business, right? Side door opens, the employee user- door. Yeah, chick comes in there and goes, "Hey, give me some ketchup," <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, get out of my store. Go to the round of the front. Come through the drive-through. You, you can't just come in here and ask for ketchup." So what happens? That's perfectly reasonable to me. It's a very reasonable request by the, the lady at McDonald's. Please leave my store. You're making me nervous. They should have the door locked about that. Well, then. that sometimes employees walk out. They smoke. They do whatever. They don't lock it, and security breach. And all of a sudden, crazy ladies in there wanting ketchup. You got a beat down at McDonald's over a ketchup. She yeah. beats up the manager at McDonald's because she won't give her. She asked her to leave. Then gets a little bit more hanky right. Yeah. Some guy comes in there and pulls her off.
1: <laughs> I think you've gone too far, honey. Yeah, I catch up somewhere else. Yeah, I, I'm, let's get I, out of here. You know they what got I'm cameras thinking? Cameras in here.
2: What I'm thinking? They were planning on robbing that store, and it went bad on them. But good ending. Uh, the lady didn't get hurt too badly, and the uh, two knuckleheads left the store. So if you work fast food, make sure your interior doors are secure, folks. That door locked, guys. It's right? a po po tip for you. Keep the doors locked. At all times, yeah. Don't want no one coming in the back door, side door. Well, we got
1: another great story involving again McDonald's, but this is in the UK.
2: Does it count? UK being the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big area. Do we know where in the United Kingdom? Yeah, it's not really that important, but <laughs> just just in general in the United Kingdom, It could be Scotland, Ireland, or England, right? Yeah. Well, so, so what happened? What happened in the UK? So Look. Mr. Butt, he uh, he rolls up
1: extremely in, in, intoxicated. And, uh, you know, he's acting funny. He's trying to be a comedian. And, you know, he he orders some late-night food because he's trying to get home. You know, this, again, this is 5 a.m. Remember last, last time we had a conversation about showing up at home around 5 a.m.? Bad, bad call. <laughs> Never a good <clears throat>
2: move. Never a good move, right? Exactly. Yes. So
1: nothing good happens after midnight, let alone 5 a.m. So this character... You know, he's he's feeling good. You know, nothing violent, but he's, you know, he's just being a knucklehead. He tries to pay for his food with a bag of chips and some socks. Socks? Yeah.
2: Like clean socks? Like, you know, like you buy off the guy on the side of uh, Maybe his Austin and the socks. Eisenhower selling socks? Or your dirty socks? Maybe some wet, smelly socks. Not but, good. But
1: the, uh, the uh, McDonald's people, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we got you. Okay, your food's coming right up why don't you wait over by there? You over know? by there, yeah. You know, he goes, all right, okay. And then they call the popo, the UK popo. You know, they they show up, and uh, yeah, this
2: guy's uh, loaded. But you got to like the British press because they none of this alleged stuff, right? They they just get right to it. They go, as it happens, but, who is 29, was loaded. See, they don't even mess around with the allegedly or a little drunk or a little. He was loaded. That's in quotes, okay? <laughs> exactly. And, and, an evidential test gave gave a reading confirmed of, it yeah. confirmed it that's of sixty five right. micrograms and a hundred milliliters of breath. The legal limit being thirty five, so he was absolutely loaded, right? Yeah, there you go. If you
1: do a conversion, that's about a .13. And the cops
2: said, "Hey, he's drinking vodka coke." <laughs> they, I mean, they give all the details over there in, in Great Britain, don't they?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but vodka and a cola, not my thing. But
2: yeah, you know, no, to no. each his own, right? Mister Butt went to jail for I his like, trouble. For the I night. like
1: a good cosmopolitan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: you would drink a Cosmo, wouldn't you? <laughs> nah, he he's off the jail. Everything, everybody's okay over there. Then, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. But then we go to Pennsylvania, and we got mom. Mom, mom is a little impatient with her 12 year old son, who says, "Hey, moms." Not going to school today, sorry. She goes, yeah. You're going to school. You're going to school for sure. He yeah. goes, nah. I'm not going to school.
1: What if he was going to the dentist? Would you would would that be a you know okay fine? You're 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 not going to the dentist.
2: Well, she decides to take him to the dentist then, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. He's, so he's like Jones, no way, he took, man. Took her son to the dentist, and he didn't want to go to the dentist either. So he client he he, he makes a he. Here's what happens. He misunderstands his mother's, you know, her goal of getting him to the dentist at this point now. She's going to get him to the dentist. You're going to the dentist, young man. So what does he do? He climbs up on top of the hood of the car. Yeah? Take me to the dentist. I'm going to go there in
1: style, right? He's
2: going to know moms is not going to drive down the highway with his 12-year-old light butt hanging on to the windshield wipers in the hood. And mom does what? She surprises them, doesn't she? She's like, yeah, we're going car surfing, honey. Yeah, we're go- you're going to the dentist. I don't care if it's on the hood of the car. And off the road she goes with the 12-year-old hanging on. And she's hitting speeds up to 40 miles an hour.
1: Man, going to, oh she drove over two around two miles right. Yeah, I'm
2: going to tell you something. That's a okay? cool mom. I
1: don't know about you, but that's a yeah. real cool mom.
2: It sounds like something my mother would have done. Okay, and believe me, she'd probably be doing a little bit more than forty because uh, she wasn't too discerning about it and did not care. Once she made up that her mind on that, that was it. But you know, they arrested her for child endangerment. Well, luckily,
1: nothing happened to this kid. Yeah, well, who's going to discipline
2: this kid? I mean, really, you know, the police going to come over and make them go to school and go to the dentist? They're not going to come over. Mom's got to deal with this problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with mom on this one. Yeah, I am, I am. He didn't get hurt. He didn't fall off. She was driving straight line, right? I think mom's pretty cool. She's got yeah. She, I, she, I do think mom is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but you know, we got another car surfing uh, headline which
2: didn't end too well though. You know, now, what's this involved? Involving an Uber driver, an Uber driver, not mom. Yeah, you're right. right? The Uber yeah. driver's not mom driving. Okay. Yeah. And what, what happened with this Uber driver? And this was uh, in New York, right? Yeah, this genius uh, picked up uh, some kids,
1: and uh, they're like, "For uh, forty dollars more, will you let us uh, just get on, uh, get on top of the car and do a little car surfing?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, no this, problem." This is an $40. SUV,
2: Toyota yeah. Highlander, it's a bit tall vehicle, right? So we're six feet tall. Toyota Highlander. Yeah, and, you could say that. Yeah. And I, I'm going to give you forty bucks to let me stand on top of this while you're driving. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. great, not a good move. Great judgment, right? Oh, great judgment. Yeah. Hey, what could possibly go wrong if I'm driving on the street with you standing on top of my vehicle? And I'm guessing, you know, call me pessimistic, but I'm guessing this guy had a few pops before he decided to climb up on top of the Toyota.
1: So people, uh, you know, driving motor vehicles and. Uber drivers, let's make some better judgment calls because uh, uh, we got lives on the line. Okay. Yeah, well, we this had a bad ending,
2: hurt. but because this kid fell off the car, yeah. hit his head, and later died. Yeah, for forty bucks.
1: Well, we're going to move on to a great happy ending, though.
2: What's our happy ending? I love. We love happy endings. Toys for Tots. What's yes. going on
1: tomorrow? We got yes. that. We got that annual motorcycle ride.
2: Through the streets of Chicago, motorcycles guys get out there, and I don't care what the weather is. I mean, it yeah. could be blowing sideways out there, twenty below. They're going to be out there running that Toys for Tots ride. It started in
1: 1978, and as of today, it's turned into the biggest motorcycle ride, motorcycle parade in the world.
2: Well, yeah, and, and even such, the universe it's for a great cause. It's a great for, cause, for yeah. disadvantaged children to get toys. Everybody devotes. It's in conjunction with the Marine Corps. On the Toys for Tots, and it is huge. Ton of popo. Who know how to ride motorcycles. A lot you, of pop-pol groups out there. Yes, I have. Yeah, you, I've, I've ridden in that in Well, now you're past. even more
1: badass in my book because I, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. I'm
2: old. I'm not riding it no more. Okay? Old men don't belong out there on them streets. Well, they I take hurt. I
1: take it back. Motorcycle riders ride to the day they're done. Yeah, let me Travel. tell you
2: something. Yeah, you're going to ride a lot. The older you get, the reflexes aren't as good as they once was.
1: Okay? Yeah, but let's get out to that parade tomorrow, guys. December 2nd. Let's, uh, let's do
0: one for the kids. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great night.